Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. It's the show so low it has no budget. It's also a show we are recording very last minute. It has been a busy week for me, and because of that, I haven't really had the time to do everything in the order I wanted to. So, this is going to be coming out on time, but very late in the uh, game. I, I, I'm struggling because as I am talking right now, I'm stalling for time because I am trying to get the information for a piece of news so I can talk about it because I want to talk about it. You know, it's good stuff. Oh, we're all having fun, aren't we? Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, not a lot of news. It was CinemaCon, and I was like, should I do a big video talking about CinemaCon? And I was like, I don't want to. No- nothing was really, like, revealed that interests me. There was Craven footage shown, and I'm like, that could be interesting to see, but what is it? Disney was like, we're doing more stuff that you don't want to see, and I'm like, you're right, you are probably. Weird. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. So I did take a couple pieces of news and trailers that did come out from that uh, whole CinemaCon thing, and we'll talk about them. And it's going to be interesting. Not a lot of news, and because it's such short notice, I'm like, well, let's take something out of the piece of news and expand on that topic for a minute. We're going to be talking about my generation's young adult dystopian whatever movies. Not even dystopian, but like the hardcore genre YA that was targeted for my age bracket. I want to talk about them and we'll get actually I'll get into my thoughts and feelings on them when we get into them because it's going to I don't know why I'm choosing to do this. I I have strange opinions on all of it. Before that, we do have a couple pieces of news to talk about. Nothing major, just a few things to bring up. The first one I want to talk about is we did get our first trailer for Disney's Wish. Do you remember when Disney last did like their big announcement? They're like, look at all these things we're working on. One of them is the origin of the wishing star that every other character wishes for. And we all collectively went, Disney, that's dumb. Disney, why are you doing that? <laughs> So we got a trailer for it. It comes out this year in November, and it looked fine. You know, Wish doesn't seem like a concept that's going to be for everybody because it's a half-baked concept to begin with. It doesn't seem like it's fully fleshed out. But I will say the animation did look nice. It, it had a different feel than other Disney animated projects of recent memory, so that's kind of exciting. It does feel like the kind of Puss in Boots effect where we're going to shake it up a little bit. I know this is going to, this was being worked on before the release of Puss in Boots, but it definitely has that feel to it where we're trying something a little bit similar to you, but it's going to be a little bit different. So that's kind of cool. It looks fine, I guess. Like when it comes to like these Disney movies of recently, having just watched Peter Pan and Wendy, I'm like, yeah, even when you try something, it doesn't feel like you're trying something, you know? I don't know. It's weird. That Peter Pan and Wendy movie, just to talk about it for a minute here. It is a compelling narrative that's trying to expand on the characters of Wendy, Captain Hook, and Peter Pan for a minute. It does some interesting work. It's a dreary, weird piece, and I I do appreciate that. It's just so non-compelling and complicit that it's like, I don't really care. You know, Wish feels the same way, where it's like, we're doing new animation, we're expanding on a myth you like, and I'm like, nobody wants to see that myth, though. So why do anything about it? Chris Pine's in the movie, he's like the prince or the king or something, 
it's fine. Another trailer came out, and I, I did want to talk about this one. It's the reason we're doing this topic. We have our first trailer for another movie releasing in, I believe, November, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Now, that was the original title for the movie. Of course, somewhere along the line, they had to go Hunger Games, colon, this Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, because God forbid something have an original title based on an already existing IP. It's killing me. Like, this, that alone is killing me. It's like, hearing something called the, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is such a cool title. And then it's like, well, it's part of the Hunger Games universe. I'm like, you just ruined a good idea. I would have went to see that based on the title. But we got a trailer for this movie. I have seen every Hunger Games movie in theaters. I, I guess I know the world well enough. I haven't gone back to them. But prequel time right this is set during like the 10th hunger games where they're trying to get more money i think it this is this could be a cool idea where it's like okay what if in this dystopian world we see how they're going to make it more dystopian so the elite get richer and the poor have to fight to survive there is something to explore in that concept that i am interested in I guess what upsets me is that it's just like we're doing another Hunger Games with like less technology. It's like the TVs look older. The the guns aren't as strong, you know? So there's nothing really like original about the concept. If it wasn't doing a Hunger Games, like if it was the concept, I guess it's kind of the concept. No, it's not. Like if it was the concept more like Westworld, right, where we're seeing them design the game as opposed to we're going to have a character fighting the games for the 10th anniversary of the thing, Rachel Ziegler is going to be doing that, that would be more interesting to me because just doing it again with less technology, you're not really saying anything new about the property and you have the chance to be doing that. But I don't know. The costuming doesn't look as good as the original movies. Uh, the character work, yeah, it looks fine. I don't know. Peter Dinklage showed up for a minute and he's like, I'm working too. Jason Schwartzman showed up. He's like, I'm in here too, playing the dad of Tucci's character. Is that right? I don't know. Weird. I don't know. It, it definitely feels like we're going to see the birth of a character's mom or dad and they'll be in the later one. I don't know what like the Katniss and Peta era was, like what number, was it like the 60th or something? I don't know. Ugh, fine fine i don't know i don't know it's just like whatever yeah eh, i think it looks fine i wish i was more excited and we'll get into it when we actually talk about like the property but i think the hunger games is like the only one of like that era that actually feels like it had something to truly say i will get into it because it's gonna be fun but I wish this was this I wish this was more intriguing. I really wish I could say this excited me on a larger level than it did. But it just doesn't. It it just looks basic and uninterested and that happens. That happens, you know? And that's not the only piece of news we have to talk about. There was another trailer for Rise of the Beast. We'll talk more Transformers when that movie comes out. Before that, we have an official voice cast for Transformers 1. This is the upcoming animated movie that tells the origins of when Optimus Prime met Megatron. Essentially, it's just like, what if this guy met another guy 
and they didn't get along. It is Smallville for Megatron and Optimus Prime. I can't complain about that, I guess. I don't know. I hope it's, like, dumb. You know, I hope this isn't just, like, oh, they have to work together, and then they have a disagreement at some point. I hope it's just, like, something silly and dumb, where it's, like, Optimus Prime is, like, a scholarly gentleman, and he has to... You know, you know, he's on a he's on a prime yet, right? He's on a prime yet, so he's just like, I'm a nerdy textbooky kid, and like, there's this jock at my school, and I have to help him study for the big exam, and he's kind of a dick, and I'm kind of a dick, and, and blah blah blah, or or reverse the roles, or do the fucking thing you're doing in Fantastic Beasts, have Optimus Prime and Megatron be scorned lovers. That would be fun, you know, like Grindelwald and Dumbledore. That would be kind of cool. I'm saying. They should kiss. Maybe that's all I want is just them to kiss. But enough about my fantasies for a Transformers movie we're never going to get. We have a voice cast. Young Optimus Prime is going to be voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Cool, man. Go do your Mario. I'm all for it. Brian Tyree Henry is going to be voicing Megatron. And like, ooh, that's a really good choice. I could see that. I do like that. Very interesting. Scarlett Johansson is going to be voicing Alita. She's like one of the other ones, like one of the three female characters. Keegan-Michael Key will be voicing Bumblebee. Yeah, okay, that's fine. He's doing a lot of voice work recently, so good for you, man. John Hamm is Sentinel Prime. Sure. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne will be Alpha Trion. That's a good cast. I mean... It would be nice if voice actors got to do some of this role, but I'm going to assume there's going to be a bunch of side characters that will be showing up to do something. I I, I don't know. I, I guess I need to see like some animation stills or the con like the proof of concept art for what this is going to look like before I get excited. We just had like that War for Cybertron series that had like the weird cell shaded animation. Looks pretty good, but this is an actual like Paramount animation Hasbro produced project. And I hope it's good. Like, it's supposedly going to be, like, the first in a series of trilogies. So, I like it. I do I do like the idea of it. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, so, it's like, the film will show the story of how a young Optimus Prime and Megatron went from being brothers in arms to sworn enemies. Sure. They should kiss, though. Scorn lovers is more interesting than dudes that just fall out. Because then we know they're going to fall out. But if they have a history of hating each other. That's a little more interesting. So, cool. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, <laughs> let's do that. All right, everyone. Let's get into today's topic. Now, like I said, I wanted to do something light because I am recording this so late into the game. So, I'm like, what if I talked about growing up and the young adult entertainment that was put into big theaters for for me in my era i'm not talking i mean well okay so some of these have been adapted again and some of them are currently being adapted again i uh, like percy J we'll, we'll get into it but i wanted to talk about this because this was like aimed for my generation specifically like the the young millennial to the Gen Z, like that's the thing that is aimed at me. I mean, I, I've, I've read some of these books. Here's the thing about that though. I've read like the second book 
for most of these things. I I don't think I read the first book for any of these except maybe The Hunger Games. I I mean I have a list of like eight properties and looking at the list some of them have completed their cycle. Some of them stopped at one. Some of them have just been talked about to death by other people, but the thing is I can distinctly remember seeing almost all of these in theaters i think for at least for all of them i have seen the first movie in theaters if they have a sequel there's a couple i didn't watch and i just kind of want to talk about it because i'm like yeah you know i'm a guy who at the time when these movies were coming out didn't credit them as anything i was a spoiled teenager who's like i watched like real movies like the big lebowski and the seventh seal because i was a pricky little kid who's like i don't need to see twilight like i understand everything i'm a smart guy i'm gonna watch like you know akira kurosawa movies because i I was cool you know like a cool guy so i discredited these but thinking back on them and that's all we're doing. I didn't rewatch any of these. I'm probably never going to rewatch any of these, except for a few when I have to talk about them on the channel. Thing is, <laughs> I just distinctly remember like the, the the vibe these gave off when I saw them and the way it impacted a lot of people I know. I think certain people are going to be listening to this that I distinctly remember talking to these people about the movies and the books and hearing how the actual story plays out. The thing is, I for the life of me couldn't tell you how any of these end. I could barely tell you the lead characters for some of them. But I wanted just to piss off every person who grew up the same generation as I did the late 90s, early 2000s kids that grew up in like the 2008 to 2015 era watching all of this shit. It's not all shit. Some of it is shit. Some of it, yeah. This is <laughs> this is like how I felt when I, ta- when I talk about some sitcoms where I'm like, should I be talking about like How I Met Your Mother because I don't have anything nice to say about the show now? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this list. The only one I really like is Hunger Games, but uh, it's fun. You know, it's a good, like, it's a good generation. So I'm not counting television shows. I will do a separate video talking about the CW, which is like an adjacent era to this. I'm not going to be talking about anything that is attempting to do this genre post 2019, that kind of era. So no chaos walkings, no... Just things that were, like, meant to, like, connect to, like, the first thing. The ones that were successful, that had their end, and then the ones that were only made because they were trying to be the Hunger Games of their respective thing. Now, these are all based on books, and I want to say that I I commend every person who wrote these books. Like, it's great. You got something published. I haven't been able to do that. Trying, but no one wants to read my young age. My young adult book, Young A, that sounded stupid, my young adult book, uh, well, they're not as good as any of these, probably. I wouldn't know, though, because I've only read the sixth Harry Potter book, the third I Am Number Four book, maybe, and one Percy Jackson, (laughs) but we're here to talk about the movie version of all of these things. So... Did I read a Twilight? I might have read a Twilight. Did I read that like weird one of Jacob, or not Jacob, where it was like Edward's perspective? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's just get into these things that a lot of people in my life have taken as these 
impactful stories that shaped who they are as fundamental beings where I was like, yeah, no, they love each other. Of course they do. They're 16, right? Yeah. Look, when I was 13, 14, 15, I was a pricky little kid and this kind of stuff just didn't interest me. I was like, yeah, well, talk to me when we like watch the dark night, you know, <laughs> but let's, <clears throat> let's start with the hunger games. The, 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 the one that is still the most prevalent and prominent. I'll stand by that. I think when we talk about Harry Potter, it's, it's, it's in its own genre, but the hunger games is the one that kind of like made this trend successful it is the one that said, we are going to try something. We're going to do something. Guess what? It had something to say about society. The rich are going to make the poor people fight. Why? Because we have to. Because that's how society works. It's a concept I like because it's a concept a lot of kids think about, which I guess is something a lot of these do. Where it's just, what if you were chosen to fight a bunch of kids? It's that battle royale thing that I love. I love battle royale. So you get a bunch of kids. We prop them up on a pedestal. It's about like media and commercialization of like trauma and warfare. I like that kind of stuff. I think the first movie is so interesting. We see this woman, this young woman, I should say, who like is just willing to accept her fate. And then suddenly she's put into the media circuit. There is that message of just like, how it like affects a young person to like be put in the spotlight and is that could have failed a lot of people but Jennifer Lawrence walked out of that really well and she had a good career after it it's really fascinating to see how that went that first movie is so cool I love how everyone was committed to it and it's like okay yeah we got a Hemsworth in here Woody Harrelson's gonna show up we have Lenny Kravitz and Elizabeth Banks and they're committed to wearing silly goofy things and Hutch Hutcherson, right? Hutchinson? Joshua Hutchinson. Bridge to Terabithia Man himself. Another one. I guess I could have put that on the list, but that's more like a children's movie about the world being weird. Do you remember Josh Hutchinson? Is that his name? Hutchinson? Hutcherson? I could look it up, but I'm not bothering. He was like the it kid for a minute. It's like, he's leading big blockbusters with Brendan Fraser and Dwayne Johnson. He did Sephora or something. He was our guy. And then it's like, well, now that he's 30, we can't have like a five foot five dude running about leading movies. So he just goes in the corner and we let him play for a minute doing his thing, whatever. What a guy. What a trooper. Mad props to you, dude. Just living the best life, I suppose. Good job. That's that's cool. But I remember the first movie. It's like, okay, the kids are fighting. We're having fun. We like it. It's going great. Look at it go. Those kids are killing each other. They're punching each other. Bow and arrows. Everyone did like the weird piece, like the weird three-fingered thing in the theater when I saw it. As if I was supposed to know what that meant already. I hadn't seen the movie yet. And everyone was just like, boop, 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 or whatever it was. And then it's like, hey, it's a it's a thing that that excites me. I, lo I don't like I am older now, so I don't know what the young kids are doing, but I don't feel like we do these anymore. You know, I don't feel like we have an experience where a bunch of like 15 year olds rush to the theater and they all are like, we're doing the thing from the book because we're saluting the movie because it did the thing from the book. It's either like straight to streaming movies based on novels few people have read. Or it's just, well, a Marvel movie or something, you know? That's just what it is now, and that, that's fine. So, if I'm not mistaken, 
we had the Hunger Games movie. Then we did Catching Fire, and that's like, what if it was a Lego sequel? And it's like all those characters who fought before that are still alive, they're going to come back and compete in a new Hunger Games. So District 12 people are just the same ones from last time. And we like it. And I think there's a guy named Finnick or something in it. And I thought that name was really cool. And he had a trident. And I'm like, that guy is hot and awesome. I'm here for that. And then I don't know if I... Yeah, no, I did see... Yeah, I, I, I must have seen Mockingjay. I, yes, Mockingjay is the one where it's like, we're going to lead a rebellion against everyone, right? Is that Mockingjay? And then Mockingjay Part 2 is like... We did the rebellion. We did it. <laughs> Yay. Right? Is that it? I don't know. I, I really don't remember. I'm sure it's good. You know, people like it. Hey, it's getting a prequel. None of these other ones are getting prequels. Well, one of them had a prequel, now that we say it. I think, the yeah, we'll see. But that's cool, you know? Society is fucked up. That, I mean, that's the Hunger Games, so I, I can... I can get behind it, you know? Like, I think there's a clear message in there, like how we abuse children and put them in the media circuit and like the commercialization of warfare for a young generation. There's something about that I do like to say. And I think there's something to talk about there. Exciting. So from there, and that universe with four movies, we jump to, we jump to Maze Runner. Do you all remember the Maze Runner movies? I don't, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, did I see, I saw the first one, the first one's like, Dylan O'Brien is like a guy in a maze, and there's a bunch of boys in the maze, but what if a girl was in the maze, and we have to get out of the maze, <laughs> and I was like, cool, I had no real thought about it, I was just like, that, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense, you know, get out of the maze, yes, I can buy that. It, it, it's almost a message like, look what happens when a girl shows up in society, but I don't think it is. And then there was like the Scorch Trials and then the Death Cure. I might have seen the Scorch Trials. Uh, they leave the maze and then it's like, there's a plague in, in the world. <laughs> See, this is what this episode is. It's just me like, okay, the first movie, they try to get out of a maze. They do. The second movie, the world has a virus and everyone's sick. And then the death cure is, what if we cured the virus? Okay, is that it? Uh, my friend who's probably watching this and knows what this is, is that what happens in the Maze Runner universe? That kid from Love Actually that looks like he's six years old, but he's 15, Thomas, something. Uh, he's he's in it. Um, who's the girl in the Maze Runner movies? Is there? Who is she? I, I don't want to look it up because that's not the point of this episode, but who do we got here? Thomas Brody something, Kea Scodliaro, Will Poulter's in that? Wow, good for him. I mean, don't know anybody else. Dylan O'Brien, 2014, what a, what a year that was. Uh, what, what, How old was I, 16? Yeah, I'm sure I saw it. I definitely did not see The Death Cure, which is the last one, because I don't know what happened in it. I think that came out in 2017, 2018, and I I think I saw A Quiet Place or something else. It was that era where I'm like, oh, I could go watch something else than experience this, <laughs> and I did. 
But that's cool. I, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it holds up well. I have no thoughts on that one. It is definitely like, hey, we can do a Hunger Games with like people in a maze. And then we have the one I know the least about out of all of these. Divergent. What is Divergent? I, I think, I, yeah, I saw the first movie and then I was like, okay, I, I couldn't tell you a thing that happens in that movie. What I do remember is you're like chosen into like five classes of society. I don't know what they are or what they represent, but then I'm guessing it's like, what if we weren't just put into a box? You know, one of those movies <laughs> and they made three of them, but they were going to do like a bunch of them or did they make two? They were going to make like another, another sequel, like a part one and a part two, but they made so little money because nobody understood what was happening and Shailene Woodley is, is like, well, she's not the girl. She wasn't the girl. You can't Shailene Woodley up and make her Jennifer Lawrence. Just didn't work, you know? So we just stopped making them. I couldn't even tell you what else happens. That was another one where it was like, Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort are in a movie together because they did The Fault in Our Stars. And everyone's like, oh, the chemistry is palpable. And then you're like, yes, but what are they talking about? What is going on? Did they dress weird? I don't know if they dressed weird or it was just like normal clothes or ugly or something. I don't know a thing about Divergent. There's three books. It's Divergent, Allegiant, Resurgent. Is that it? Maybe they made two. <laughs> uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares, right? That felt like the one where it's like, we get it, okay? We know what you're doing. You're not trying anymore. You're not special. You're not like Twilight, which is the biggest thing to ever exist. Here's the thing. I'll be honest with all of you fine folks of the internet today. I think Twilight's really fun. I love the, I, I kind of love it. I think it's like a smooth, weird movie where it's just, uh, this, this weird vampire kid is just like, this is a normal girl. I think everyone is just acting insane and over the top and pale and quiet. And I love it so much. It's just a bunch of weirdos just existing in a strange place. This girl goes to live with her father, meets this old boy. And it's just what if from there, the vampire society didn't agree with our way of life. And I'm like, you're right. That's a thing that could happen. I could 100% buy that being something that is talked about in vampire society. Kristen Stewart is really fun and cute in it. I like her. Robert Pattinson, he's a cool guy. Like seeing him try. I I mean, I I think I've seen all the movies. I've definitely seen yes, I saw the first one in theaters and I, I went because my sister was like, We have to do this. I think my mom too was like, We have to do this because it was just one of those books that swept the nation. There's always one of them, you know, like it just happens and it's like, this is great. And then it's like new moon is like, things are getting real. The werewolves are in it. Things are getting hotter and steamier for these 17 year olds in this 118 year old motherfucker. You know, it's like, look at how weird and hot everyone's getting. And then it's just like, okay, we're leading to a war. Like these Italians or something are coming to kill us. Our family is messed up. We have to have a vampire baby. And then Taylor Lautner is going to like imprint on the baby. Be like, that's my soulmate. Dude, that's an infant. That's such a strange thing to happen. There's, there's stuff in there that I like, you know. The wolves are big and they look cool. I just like a bunch of ripped dudes just running about screaming. That's fun. I like the I like the dichotomy between look at how muscular and strong 
and just thick these werewolves are. They got long hair. They are tough boys. And then the vampires are just like these sickly pale freaks who are just like, oh, we're going to play like a weird baseball game. I dig that. I dig that energy. Just the stupidest thing ever. And it's a romance story. And I like that. It's like, are you team Jacob? Are you team Edward? I'm, I'm for that shit, man. Like, we don't have that anymore. We don't have that experience of like a bunch of people screaming online like who do you want to see this character get with i want more of that i'm of course being sarcastic because that's all we do now but i think twilight's fun it, it, it worked it got its ending it was a weird ending and people just kind of forgot about it but they made like a billion dollars a piece so it was it was a phenomenon that sweeped the nation and it, it will never happen again for this genre because we've done so much other crap with vampires that making them young teenagers is never going to work again. Impossible. It's, again, one of those things where it's like, what if I was Bella? Would I go for the steamy werewolf boy? Or would I fall victim to the vampire boy? And it's like, I don't know. Is there a Frankenstein boy? That would be cool. <laughs> or a zombie boy or something? The invisible boy. The Invisible Boy, that'd be really fun. Let's just do it again, come on. Twilight, but make the mummies, you know? That could be something. And look, because we talked about Twilight and I was right in the era for it, we have to talk about the other big thing that spanned most of my childhood to my teenage years that, of course, is Harry Potter. I don't want to dwell on this one too much. I feel like I could give my thoughts about Harry Potter in a separate video, so I am going to keep it short. I 110% understand the appeal of this world. There are rules that make sense. There are characters that are fun and loving. You had a lot of great character actors presenting great work, doing so many fun things with beautiful sets and sweeping shots. It all looks good. None of it connects with me. I, I am so not in the Harry Potter camp. I just cannot connect to this world. The characters are cool. I'm just like, okay. I mean, they, they are having fun. I have a struggle watching things set in a school because I'm just like, yeah. Wouldn't it be more interesting if they like weren't at school though? You know, if they had like jobs, that's just me. That's that's how I felt as like a child and like a teenager watching these movies. I'm like, I don't know, just get like a gun, you know? It's the John Wick problem where I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of rules here, but if I just had a drone, I could kill them all, <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's a stupid thing to say. I don't mean that. But Harry Potter, the, the, I, I don't know. It's just that kind of universe that just was expanding and expanding with like new rules for the school, new characters who fall in and out of love and the magic's just whatever. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to make somebody very happy. There's going to be a whole generation that's going to grow up and this is going to be their identity. They're going to be like, which house am I in? Which character do I like the most? And that's fine. I did that for other things too. You know, well, people were like, I am a Slytherin and I'm all in on Draco. I'm like, that's great. I like Junior Gord from Fraggle Rock. That's my boy. That Like, that's where I was at. <laughs> but it's fine, you know? It's cool. Harry Potter works. I, I cannot... I cannot say anything bad about the property itself aside from a lot of the things the creator has done and said. But just on paper, a special boy who is the chosen one to defeat the evil, attend this school for wizards, and learns to grow up to become the ultimate hero, 
that is a premise that works. And I'm, I'm, I get that a lot of people like that. Like growing up when you are a teenager in high school, you look at that as like the most important years of your life. So when you see these characters who are literally having life and death situations in a school, you're going to connect to it. Personally, I don't think anything that happens in school matters to who you are in real life unless you like, you know, burn it down or something. <laughs> but it's fine. I think it's fine. So the Harry Potter stuff, it's not for me. I can't connect to it. What I can connect to, though, and something I've always been fascinated by, but I've never really fully committed to it. I feel like I should because I have a friend who's probably watching this say that this is a great great universe and a great character that he loves is the Percy Jackson universe and I'm sure it's good I'm sure it's a good universe and the books are really cool but I saw both of these movies of Logan Lerman who is another one of those like Josh Hutton types where you're like well this guy is clearly gonna be our next big star you know he's got DiCaprio vibes but you're like no, nah, I guess not. We don't know what to make. We don't know what to do with like this ageless boy who looks the same but has graying hair now, like a like a really cute hair. I don't know. It, it's it's weird. But what if you were the son of Poseidon? That is a good topic because, again, this is such a my generational thing that I don't know what the equivalent is for today's kids. But growing up. There was clearly like that push in marketing and stories for my generation that's like, you guys love, you know, like the Greek gods, right? You you love the you love the mythology of the Greek gods? You all read Homer's Odyssey, right? You you, you all seen Jason and the Argonauts? You love this shit. It's like, yeah, we do because of Percy Jackson. Like, if you are a young person, <laughs> I'm gonna say between the ages of 18 to 27 like right now it's and you really like the greek gods it's probably because you read percy jackson and you saw a movie about it i think the movie's kind of fun i think it's really silly maybe what i like about it is that they don't stay at like that stupid camp and it's like you're special we have to go find what do they they have to like find something because somebody stole hermes thing somebody stole something they have to go to Las Vegas to find it. <laughs> they do drugs or something? I don't know. Logan Lerman's fine. He's he's doing something cool. You know, Alexandra Daddario, kind of like what made her for a generation. She's pretty. Not a great actress, but she's pretty. And then it's like, well, what if we got famous character actors again to play the gods? And I'm like, that's fun because it's got that like Clash of the Titans vibe where you can have like a famous actor come in and do 10 minutes of his Zeus and his 10 minutes of like Hercules and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's fun. There's something there to explore. And there was. And I still think there is. I mean, this one, I think more than any, I do understand rebooting because you can flesh out the world more, get more stuff with characters and have fun. Like, it's cool. I don't know. It's fine. It worked. The first one's like somebody stole a pair of shoes, like a shield or something. Somebody stole something. and It was like the kid who's the son of Hermes. Was it a golden fleece? Did he steal the golden fleece or something? I don't know. But it's like, what if we went on a mission and we fought like Medusa? And I'm like, hell yeah. I'm always down for a Medusa thing. She's awesome. <laughs> and then the second one, the Sea of Despair? Sea, what, what's the second one? Sea of something? The Eye of the Sea? Something like that? 
Percy Jackson, it's like more aquatic. I don't know. I saw it, but I was like, oh, everyone's kind of checked out that we don't want to do this again. Which happens because after the Hunger Games wrapped up, we're all just kind of like, okay, we got the Hunger Games ending. We got Twilight ending. Harry Potter ended. Do we want to do this anymore? It's like, no, we don't. We don't want to see this anymore. We have to make Marvel movies. So goodbye, Percy Jackson. We don't need to see you. So it just kind of stopped. And then I found out the other day that there's like a hundred books in this universe and like there's spinoffs of characters doing stuff. And I'm like, that it, that, that's fine. That's cool. That's great. I guess, you know, could you imagine a world where like this was like the thing that stuck and every other character was like, we have to own like the North mythology. I guess that does happen for a bit. It's kind of like American gods, but like for children. I suppose, and that's fun. I, I liked American Gods more than most people did. Fine property, fine movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Percy Jackson's kind of cool, you know? Who played Poseidon? I don't even remember who played Zeus. I know Nathan Fillion was Hermes, and Pierce Brosnan was... He was in a wheelchair in the real world, and when he crossed over into the magic camp, he was a centaur, right? And then Alexandra Daddario was the daughter of Athena. Is that right? Who was... Because Hades was somebody too, right? Oh, I don't know. Good movie. <laughs> it's a fine movie. I won't complain about it. I, I can say objectively, while not something I go back to and rewatch a lot, I would rather put that on than a Harry Potter movie. So there you go. Now, the next two are kind of like the attempts that we tried that didn't really go anywhere. They're the ones that only got one movie. One of them is called I Am Number Four. Do you remember this universe? Does anybody remember this movie? I do. This was the movie where I first heard Adele's Rolling in the Deep. So that, that dates it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. I like, look, Adele's a good artist. I think her first album was pretty good. Pretty good. This movie forgettable it's like okay so like this planet okay dude t my friend if you are listening to this please correct me again because i think you read these books and we might have talked about it i think it's like there's nine kids in like a pod and they have like an adult with them and they land on earth and they are separated because they're being hunted by something and they grow up normal and then it's just like this kid is special because he's number four and then he's like attacked by these things at his school and then at the end it's like number six shows up and helps him and we're like we're doing all of them and it's like no we're not we're just doing one and i'm like yeah that makes sense it was fine i remember liking it to the point where i'm like i guess i should read the next book because this is clearly going to be the next big thing so Let's talk about the book for a minute. I'll tell you the things I remember about the book, and then that'll be it. Because I, I barely remember this movie. Oh, who was the star of this movie? It was one of those guys that we were trying to make, like, the big name. Alex Pettifer. Wow, he's young. He's a young boy. My goodness. When did this movie come out? 2011. Wow, he was 21 when he made this movie. Look at all these other names of people we tried to make. Diana Ar Argren. Agren? 
She didn't go anywhere. Teresa Palmer, what is she up to? Nothing. Cool. Weird movie. Weird movie. Anybody see it? Timothy Oliphant was the, the other guy, you know? We tried. His hands glue, right? Like, he could, like, glow. Like, he had, like, glowy hands. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just looked at the poster. Uh, so let's talk about the book I read. I read one of the books. If it was the second book, I don't know. I remember there was a character in the book that was named Marina, and she could breathe underwater. And she was number seven, I think. And then... There was, like, a guy who was, I think, number nine, and he was, like, a big burly dude, and then they, like, all met up or something. I don't know. That's all I remember about the book. <laughs> I read it when I, I, from, I think I read it, like, the year after I Am Number Four came out, and I was like, I, this is, like, the first big book I, I've ever, like, read, because I was like, comic books, comic strips, <laughs> nothing serious, but no, because I read... Deathly Hollows. No, I read like the first 200 pages of Deathly Hollows, and I was like, oh, that's enough. <laughs> so the sequel was more of them show up. There you go. <laughs> that's exciting. Was this fun for anybody? It was fun for me just to remember these events that happened in my life that had monumental impact on personal people in my life. Like, I remember distinct moments of people in my high school, in my friend group who are just like these are good things and I was like yes good things for you I'm certain about that <laughs> the last one I want to talk about I think this was rebooted very recently and is this what shadow and bones is I don't know the mortal instruments who remembers this one I I don't I saw it in theaters. I remember I saw it in theaters. And I remember distinctly leaving the theater and being, I don't care about a single thing that happened. This was the Lily Collins one. And it's like, oh, I don't even know what happens in it. I, I don't. I, I could not tell you a single thing that happens in this movie except everyone kind of wears like leather or like weird dystopian leather suits or something it's got that guy people like now uh the the guy that's in stranger things yeah this okay the mortal instruments to return is tv series this was 2014 oh no they did do a tv series for this it's not shadow and bone right there was, yeah, because they I remember they did this as a TV series too. Wow. Cool. <laughs> but I guess this is a good movie. No, it's not. Uh, let's, uh, let's read a bit about it. The Mortal Instruments is a series of six young adult fantasy novels written by American author Cassandra Clare. Well, Cassandra, I can't complain too hard because you have something. I don't, and that is six published books. So, uh, Moral Instruments is chronologically the third. Then why was it called uh, the first movie that? I don't care. Okay. I wanted to know, like, what happened, but that's just, like, a biography of that. So, a bunch of characters, blah, blah, blah. There's prequels, blah, blah, blah. Film. There's films. Cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. So, they made it into a TV show. Cool. Uh, Do you guys like that movie? I, I remember... 
it had like some impact, right? Because like Lily Collins is kind of cool still, and uh, we still talk about that guy. So that's something. They had tattoos, right? And they like kissed, and then it's like we might be related. Was that that movie? Is that what happens? It's, it's like a Luke and Leia moment. Yes, because I remember I saw that movie after like I, I was doing like a big Star Wars binge at the time. And I, I remember watching the movie. And then when I got home to see my family, I was like, talk about your Luke and Leia moment. They're like, what are you talking about? What a silly thing to say about a movie nobody in this room has saw but you. And you're like, you're right. What a silly thing to say. But I said it. <laughs> Cool. So let's 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 rank uh, all four of these. All four. All eight of them. Obviously, number eight's gonna be the Mortal Instruments. I don't think anybody remembers that movie. Number seven, I'm gonna put Divergent because I don't think it has any staying power. Number six, I am number four. Ironic, I know. Number five, the Maze Runner. Yeah, that works. Number four. We're going to put Percy Jackson number three, just because it's important to everyone but me. We'll put Harry Potter. And then number two, we're going to put Twilight. Yeah, yeah, I'll put Twilight number two. And number one, the best of my generational coming of age in a dystopian world movies that actually meant something. The Hunger Games. <laughs> Uh, well, that was fun. I'm glad we talked about this stuff. I, I, I like it. Good concept. And everything worked out in the end. So that's kind of cool. Glad we had fun. Glad we had fun. Did we have fun? I had fun. I had fun for sure. Thank you all for listening to me ramble about this for a minute. Good times. Good times all around. Thank you all. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Wave. Now be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And as always, enjoy the Met Gala because it's happening this weekend. I'm kidding. Don't enjoy it. Just look up what Jared Leto wore because you're going to love it. So have fun. Stay safe. Good luck. <laughs>